morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jake Wint, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. How you doing? Happy Tuesday. A gorgeous day here in the Valley of the Sun. This is, you know, maybe it's, it used to be like six months you could brag about the weather here. Maybe it's only going to be four. Uh, it was a pretty hot winter, but it's it's getting really nice now. Uh, if you haven't uh, made it down yet, the snowbirds, if you haven't made it down, it's really nice right now. A lot of golf to be played out there. Uh, our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. We keep you all comfortably disturbed out there. I mean, we got it all. The articles, the videos, the the Facebook, the Twitter, the the YouTube, the the metals plan, uh, the four or uh, IRAs. If you want precious metals IRA information, we got it all out there. Allamericangold.com. Make sure you make it part of your favorites. Matter of fact, the very first article. <laughs> Ramon was. I was on the phone with Ramon this morning, and he's like, "Man, I couldn't believe it." Right after you did your show, remember yesterday I was talking about, hey, I was at these Christmas parties. And and for and these are people, you know, I know them, you know, but but I don't know them, know them, right? And, and started to get to know these people better, and most of them have what, what I would deem to be adult children. And I had made the comment that almost without exception, Every single one of them was telling a story about how this kid borrows money or that kid, you know, needs uh, help or uh, they're either going to call us to borrow money or they're going to call us to tell us that they're pregnant and then borrow money. I mean, these <laughs> these were the topics of conversation at the Christmas party. And I went out to the website this morning. And lo and behold, there it is, the very first article talking about how the new generation is almost almost without exception, universally supported by their parents. And, and I was telling Ramon, obviously these people were at the same Christmas parties I was at. Just because kids have reached adulthood does not mean they stop being a financial burden on their parents. Nearly three in four parents with adult children say they help their grown kids financially. Most of the parents offering financial support for their children, and by the way, the the you had to be the the kids have to be at least eighteen, okay. So that was the they they didn't say they didn't cap it at an age. Hey, do you have kids that are older than the age of eighteen? Yes. Do you financially support them? Yes. Living expenses, eighty four percent said that they help their adult children with living expenses. Uh, money to pay down debt, 70% said, yes, I've given my adult children money to pay down debt. This type of aid walks a fine line between 
the the right thing for a parent to do is setting the children up for future problems, according to senior industry analyst Matt Schultz. And here's the problem there, Matt. If these parents don't do this, these adult children are going to come back home. (laughs) And we don't want them there. So, I mean, this is literally what this this great, and I know, and I, and I, and I don't want to be negative about it. I don't, right? But what 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 angers me is how they've used a bunch of let's well, let's face it, either financial engineering, right? They know when you talk about interest rates, like tomorrow, right? So all the Fed people pulled up in their limousines and they're having their 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 free breakfast. That probably costs thousands of dollars right now, and they're going to have the big two-day meeting. And, and tomorrow afternoon, Janet Yellen in her final press conference probably going to take a victory lap and tell you what a great job she did and how they're going to raise rates by a quarter of a point to one and a quarter to one and a half, somewhere in between there. Apparently, we don't want to be too exact. And, and and say how they fixed everything. Does this look fixed? And I can tell you right now, so I'm 47. There was not a snowball's chance in you-know-what that as an adult that my parents were going to be paying my living expenses or paying off my credit card or paying off my student loan, that wasn't going to happen. And and for two reasons. Number one, I didn't need their help. <laughs> Matter of fact, and probably number two, is actually more than two reasons. Number two, there wasn't a snowball's chance in you know what that I was going to ask for their help. And of course, number three, my parents were like, yeah, no. Figure it out. And no, you're not coming back home. It's natural for parents to want to help their kids. And I just disproved that. It wasn't natural when I was growing up, right? And well, I, I should say this. Let me rephrase that. The help was better when I was growing up because my parents knew, hey, there's only one way for this knucklehead to learn. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Patriot Radio News Hour. The Dow's, well, I don't know if it's that awesome, pretty close right near all-time highs, right? We're, we're raising rates, and, and the there's 4.1% unemployment, and, you know, we're creating jobs left and right, and it, it's going to overheat the economy. I mean, that's the narrative, right? And we've got this great tax cuts coming, which is nothing more than corp- more corporate welfare. Uh, we're starting to realize that now. But talking about the... Anybody over the age of 18, and, and probably my guess would be this is probably maybe 18 to 45-ish, I'm guessing, maybe 50, because, you know, kids, 
because I'm 47, my oldest is 18, he's still in high school. One of the requirements in this report, they couldn't uh, be in high school. And they, they wanted to know where the money was really going. It's easy to see why parents are offering their children financial aid. In most cases, the money is going for basic necessities and day-to-day expenses. Listen, I heard it. I know all of you listening, you've heard it too. Matter of fact, a lot of you listening right now, I got your hands up saying, yeah, I'm, I'm helping them out. Right? They're in their late 20s. They're in their 30s. You know, I still remember uh, that show. Remember that show, 30-something? Right? And it showed, you know, the, the uh, I don't know, the quintessential life of uh, 30-somethings. You're married. You had a house and kids and all that stuff. And now uh, the new 30-something would be, well, I, I, I may or may not be married. Uh, I may or may not have kids. Uh, and I probably don't own my home. I'm renting somewhere. And oh, by the way, my parents are giving me money. I never, I didn't see that in the show when when I was growing up. These include these day-to-day expenses, cell phone bills. <laughs> so for some people, you know what? You're just never going to get rid of that. It's all bundled together. Yeah. They make it so complicated now, it's probably not even worth <laughs> going down to Verizon or AT&T because it takes forever. Uh, definitely not worth going to the Apple store and to get them off. Transportation. And they they say things like car repair, right? We know that, listen, people don't have any money that... Wa- an expense pops up, you can't do it. And I'm not poking fun. And I want you to understand, I'm not poking fun at the 30-year-old. I get it. I know. I know better than most people. There's not that many good jobs out there. For every one uh, 30, then let's just say 25 to 35-year-old, for every one that is, hey, I've got the good job and I'm doing great and blah, blah, blah. You probably know 10 others that aren't. Gas. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to give my kid gas money. Rent. Wow, rent. Yeah. I just don't want my kid <laughs> back at my house. Uh, utilities. Right. Well, you know what? He pays his rent, but I got to pay for the light bill. When it comes to debt, in most cases, it's a similar story with parents helping their kids pay bills that are either required purchases or what they call unavoidable expenses. First up on the list, student loans. So, uh, those are actually avoidable. <laughs> I mean, they are. And, I mean, you know, the, you go to community college, you can pay as you go. I mean, there's 
It is avoidable. Here's the problem. Even community college is expensive. In these four-year schools, forget about it. And I know, I, and unfortunately, I know this one better than, than any of them. You know, my son, my oldest son's a senior in high school. It's, I don't know how people do it. I really don't. Auto loan. So think about, okay, you got two groups of parents, right? Ones that are paid for, hey, I'll pay for your car repair. I'll pay for your cell phone. I'll pay for your transportation. I'll pay for your gas or your rent. Or the other ones, I'll just pay your loans. I'll pay your student loan. <laughs> I'll pay your auto loan. Uh, medical debt. Credit card debt. Uh, all on the top of the of the list, and and really honestly, and they say, you know, oh, the parents should just say no. And again, like I don't disagree, but here's the problem: they say no, those kids are coming back. And for a lot of parents, hey, that's a that's just something they don't want to comprehend, right? I don't want any part of that. <laughs> Happiest day. You know, you think about my kid being born, next happiest day of the day they left the house. And now, uh, you know, you're sitting there, and I want you to realistically think about this. In a single generation, we went from, I asked Wendy, Wendy, when did you move out? 17. I moved out, I was, say, 17. Eric was even younger than that. You could get a job, minimum wage, and get a studio apartment somewhere. Or you had a minimum wage job and you and your buddy got an apartment somewhere. And you could do it. You get a car. A new car didn't cost $40,000. You didn't have to buy a new one, but I'm just saying, a new car back then probably cost, I don't know, ten. Student loans, I mean, it was just coming. I guess it was just coming into style when I was uh, in school. But now it's almost like a a rite of passage, right? You know, credit card debt never even existed until the 70s. Never existed, right? Really, student loans never really existed until the 70s. And, and now you, you sit there and you think about it's not just the debt piece. Rent. I don't even know of a place in Phoenix where you could rent a two-bedroom apartment for, you know, less than... And I mean, a really dump, a dump is probably seven or $800 for a dump. Right? Most, most parents would go, wait a minute, you're not living here, right? Because it'd be scary. And a lot of them are going for, you know, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen hundred dollars a month. And they're and they're going they're in this meeting as we speak. And I'm going to tell you right now, beyond a shadow of a doubt, is bad and is dysfunctional as the elected officials that have been put in charge of this country have been. 
This is all because of the central bank, 100%. Because they'll tell you without inflation, the economy is doomed, right? They've devalued the money, right? By 97 or 98% to where now it's almost, I don't know, it's not impossible. I, I will say this, it's impossible for every person graduating from high school or college today to not be in this situation where it's either I move back home or mommy and daddy pay my bills. I mean, it just is. You know, if you go out and you pay attention and you open your ears. Listen, I was there. I was at the holiday parties. Oh, I said holiday parties. They were Christmas parties. That's where I was at. And I listened to these people. And they were talking about, they weren't, let me, let me tell you what they didn't talk about, okay? They didn't talk about Bitcoin. They didn't. I didn't hear that once. They weren't talking about record high stock prices. Didn't hear anybody talk about that either. Some of them talked about the the protests going on in the NFL. We had some of that. We talked about the football season and, and things of that nature. And then you know what they mostly talked about? Debt their kids, how hard it is, how expensive it is. Some of them talked about how their kids, there's no way, they, the health care costs, family of four, it's $1,000 a month. Because they're in that horrible position of making just enough money to not be poor, right? Well, I guess poor by government standards. They make just enough money not to get subsidies and not enough money to actually live. And we're somehow thinking this is going to lead us to economic salvation. And you start thinking about how, how the, the narrative of we fixed it and all of these things, and now we just gave, well, it's not official yet, but we're going to give another big dose of corporate welfare that's supposed to lead to all these great job hires. Right? And don't worry, Double. These companies, they're going to start hiring real quick. This was out of uh, Industrial Week. Industry, Industry Week is the, is the name of the magazine this article was published in. Companies in the United States plan to slow their investment in hiring in 2018. That's the headline. U.S. companies expect their investment and hiring to grow at a slower pace in 2018. Only a very small share said the proposed tax legislation is driving their capital spending decisions. <laughs> like I told you, we already know how that's going, right? It's going to be stock buybacks. As a matter of fact, and you're seeing... Uh, a bunch of companies are already getting ahead of the curve and announcing uh, what they're going to be doing with, with that money. According to the Institute for Supply Management, 
in the group's semi-annual forecast showed factory purchasing managers see capital spending rising 2.7% in 2018. By the way, you know what it was this year? Just for comparison, according to this, 8.7. That, that's a whole lot less. The counterparts at service providers, okay, so that was the manufacturing side, the service side, right, that's your waiters and waitresses in, in the court, hospitalities in there, accountants, and, and anything that uh, isn't a, uh, you know, sales and all that, the whole rest of the economy that isn't manufacturing. The survey said 3.8%, by the way, was the number this year. Less than half of the respondents in both categories, manufacturing and service, said that they plan on raising wages to attract workers. (laughs) And I'm laughing only because I told you about rocket science. Patriot Radio News Hour. It's halftime. Come back if you can take it. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast delivering a conservative pro-family perspective since 1983. As an author, speaker, and the founder of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Mrs. Schlafly spent an astounding 70 years in public service, protecting and defending the Constitution, the unborn, and America's sovereignty. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. Since Congress can't get its act together on health care, Donald Trump tweeted in October, I will be using the power of the pen to give great health care to many people. Trump's tweet was followed by a series of presidential actions that offered substantial relief for middle-class Americans hurt by Obamacare. Trump's first action was to restore the freedom to buy short-term policies as a viable alternative to high-priced Obamacare policies. These policies were increasingly popular until Obama imposed a nationwide 90-day limit on such policies, which severely limited their usefulness. Short-term policies lack some of the costly coverages that many Americans don't want or need, such as maternity care and drug rehab, but they are much more affordable. Typically, costing less than half of what Obamacare-compliant policies cost, they could be just what the doctor ordered for millions of middle-class Americans who've been priced out of the individual market for health insurance. Another welcome Trump action was cutting off cost-sharing reduction payments to insurance companies. That money is a subsidy for insurance companies, Mr. Trump said as he announced his long-awaited decision. Take a look at their stocks. Look where they are. They're going through the roof. A federal judge in Washington, D.C. ruled last year that the cost-sharing reduction payments by Obama were illegal because Congress never appropriated the money to fund them. But the liberal litigation factory is gearing up to block Trump's decision to discontinue them. Democratic attorneys general announced plans to file a new lawsuit in California where they are more likely to find a judge willing to issue an injunction against Trump. 
with Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell backing failed candidates as he did in the recent Alabama primary and criticizing the America First populism of Steve Bannon, it's unlikely the Senate will accomplish anything anytime soon. Fortunately, President Trump is taking the initiative to lead Americans out of Obamacare and other failed programs of the prior administration. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. What can we expect when the failed socialized health care experiment is repealed and replaced? Lower premiums and deductibles, competition, health savings accounts, more choice and more coverage for all taxpayers. Tell us what you want at phyllisschlafly.com. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back, Pedro Radio News Hour, eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. I told you yesterday, I'm going to do a gold special today. I think we're, as we know, we we are in the bottoming part of the year for gold and silver. Here it is, the the eve of the December rate hike, and we we always hit bottom within a week of either direction. A week before to a week after the meeting, so we're right kind of smack dab in the middle of it. Uh, right now, today, uh, gold's down six, twelve hundred and thirty-seven dollars. Silver's down uh, ten cents at fifteen dollars and sixty cents. Today's special: we're going to run uh, U.S. five-dollar Liberty gold pieces. These are the older ones, the eighteen sixty-six to nineteen oh seven. One through nine at three fifty five. Ten through nineteen. I'm gonna do those at three fifty. So ten through nineteen at three fifty, and you get free shipping if you buy ten or more, free shipping. If you buy twenty or more, take them down to three hundred and forty five dollars. Free shipping and a Silver Eagle at no charge. So you got three options, right? A five dollar Liberty by one through nine, they're three hundred fifty five bucks. Ten through nineteen, you save five dollars a coin and you get free shipping. So three hundred and fifty dollars. Twenty or more, you save another five bucks at three forty five. You get free shipping, and you're going to get a free Silver Eagle. 800-951-0592. And, you know, you think about, you know, you're saying that's about $55 worth of savings if you buy 20 or more. 800-951-0592. If you want to use a credit card, you can do so. Uh, add $5 a coin for the card. Okay, so... Uh, 360, 355, and 350 on the credit cards at 800-951-0592. Wanted to finish this because it was really telling. By the way, just so you know, the 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 the, the report was done in November. So this was the first week of November. Respondents 
they got a special question, okay, because they realized, okay, the, the tax cuts are coming. So they wanted to know, the Institute for Supply Management wanted to know and start gauging what the effects of that would be. So they included a special question. And, and the question in, in the report was the prospects for tax reform. And overall, of an overhaul of regulations when, when it came to capital spending. So they, they said, hey, business, you know, we got tax cuts coming and, and we're overhauling and reducing regulation. What's the impact going to be on your spending? When asked what was behind their investment plan for the next 12 months, two-thirds in each of the groups, so manufacturing and service providers, cited, hey, the only thing that's in our thought consideration is general business outlook. That's it, right? That's all we're focused on. Less than 6% attributed any type of business spending to tax cuts. <laughs> because, right? Again, interest rates were zero for almost a decade. They cared more about that than a tax rate. How cheap can I borrow a bunch of money? And this is the part that I just I find it fascinating. We've had easy money in place for over a decade. Matter of fact, money's now more expensive. The Fed's going to raise rates this time, and and uh, and I I think they're going to raise them again at least two or three more times next year. Because remember, when these companies spend, <laughs> they don't spend, you know, their own money. Why do that, right? They're going to borrow it. And borrowing is going to be more expensive. They're going to borrow a little less. And so it's one of those things where I get very worried when I start really thinking about uh, any of this. None of them, and I want to make sure it was none. Was it really none? I don't want to overstate it. But when they talked about wages, uh, well, none of them, I shouldn't say none of them, less than half said they were going to w raise wages to attract workers. Uh, I didn't see anywhere in the article where they said that because of the tax cuts, they were going to give out raises. That wasn't, I guess maybe that, to be fair, maybe that wasn't one of the questions. Should have been. Hey, by the way, now that you got this tax cut, are you going to give anybody raises? Uh, probably not. And and so when you look at let's see I mean I want to get down sorry here I had a internet snafu it, it refreshed on me so I, I uh, I'm being I'm waiting I'm buffering uh, here you go so you always it's live radio you never know what I'm going to say okay here we go got it thank you manufacturing said hey of all the manufacturers survey. How many companies were going to boost headcount? 
they said, uh, out, you know, pretty much uh, the ones that said they were going to be hiring were going to be hiring at a slower pace. Manufacturers said they, the employment growth rate came in at a whopping 1.2%, followed by a 2.3% reported gain since uh, December of 16. So last year, they said manufacturing grew at 2.3% in their report. This year, half of that number, even with tax cuts. Service business, almost the same only came in at 1.5. Last year it was 2.4. Both groups predict the labor and benefit cost will increase next year. Ready? <laughs> and most of you probably won't get any. 2%. Well, 2.1. I'll give you the point one. Uh Last year it was 2.6. Picture Radio News Hour. Looks like mommy and daddy are still going to have to re, uh, support their adult children. We'll be back right after the break. Wendy wanted me to give a shipping update. Uh, polar bears are going out uh, this week. They'll be here tomorrow, um, Thursday at the latest. At the year, there's only a few left. Uh, the MS-62 $10 Liberties, those are shipping. Uh, Silver Eagles. Uh, dimes that at least for the dimes that we have, we had, we're thinking the the rest of the dime rolls will be here Friday, so we may get them all out uh, Friday. Uh, there is a few people that uh, uh, were late with the Walker half dollars; those will go out as well. Uh, what else? Did I miss anything? I think that's it, right? Is that it? Yeah. So that then that we're really pretty much everybody in the shipping room will be all out again uh, this week. Ford. And this goes kind of what we were talking about. You think about all of the corporate welfare. Right? What do you think NAFTA and GATT was corporate welfare? And we're still paying for that. You know what? Really, when you think about when did wages stop growing in America, you could almost trace it back right to here. About five years after we passed this, this law, the free trade law, Americans all of a sudden stopped earning more money. The automaker announced in January that it was going to invest $700 million, which, by the way, isn't a lot of money when you think about what these companies invest in China, uh, and create 700 jobs at its plant in Flat Rock, Michigan. They were going to build these electric cars. And that it was going to scrap plans for a new small car plant in Mexico. Remember that one? Right? Trump went on the Twitter sphere and 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 we were all excited about it. Right? Yeah. See that we just needed a president to tell them you're not doing this. You know, kind of shame them. The news was celebrated by the Trump administration. Really, not just the Trump. It was celebrated by Americans. It really was. Mark Fields, Ford's CEO at the time, referred to the plan for the Michigan plant as a vote of confidence. I guess in the Trump administration and the U.S. economy. The, the company says 
it will still go ahead plant with plans to invest and create new jobs at Flat Rock. But it's not going to be building those small cars there. No. Instead, they said that they're going to be building self-driving cars rather than electric vehicles. Now, they could have done both. Right now, that would have been something. But Ford went back and said, okay, now that it's all died down, hey, forget about what we said in January. That's going to Mexico. It now uh, says that uh, they are going to boost, they're going to spend $900 million instead of $700 million. Somehow that's supposed to make us feel better. And they said that the self-driving cars are going to employ 850 people. So if you had 850 and 700, that would have been 1,550 people. But Ford said, nah, we're only going to do one of them here. We're going to do the, we're going back to Mexico. The company, along with every other automaker, making a push into self-driving car technology. I wonder what that will really do to cars. If cars drive themselves, will we... Will people own any cars anymore? I don't know. Maybe. I don't think so. Everyone will just uh, <laughs> dial a car, right? They don't, you don't even need an Uber or a Lyft driver or a taxi cab driver, right? You just request a car and it just pulls up. The company will produce the electric cars at its existing Mexico plant starting in 2020. Apparently, uh, Ford currently builds the Ford Fiesta at that plant in Mexico, in case you were wondering. Uh, and, and I just, I, I, I only point it out for one reason. Right? And again, th- this is the, you get the made-for-TV moments, and they brag, and they come out, and they say, oh, yeah, we're all for America. And then they come back out, and they pull the rug out from under us, right? Oh, well, don't worry. We're going to do something else there now. And, of course, I'm more, I'm greedy. I'm like, why don't we do both there? Right, but the, the Michigan worker is incapable of producing an electric vehicle. Of course they are. The tax cuts aren't going to save those people that would have been employed. No, they're not. U.S. $5 Liberty gold pieces. One through nine, three fifty five, which is a good price. It is. Ten through nineteen at three fifty is a better price. And we're throwing in the shipping. You buy twenty or more, take them down to three forty five, and that matches I think the lows of the year on that particular coin, three hundred and forty five dollars. Plus we're throwing the shipping. Plus I'm also going to throw a silver eagle in there for as well at no charge. So you're going to save at least thirty-five dollars in shipping. You know, nineteen, twenty bucks on a individual silver eagle, and you're going to save ten bucks to throw on the five-dollar liberties at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. I wonder how many more store closings we're going to get next year. Uh, this was out of CNN, so again, it could be fake news. Macy, <laughs> J.C. Petty, Sears, 
other major department stores continuing to close their doors. Experts now predict that in the next five years, one out of every four malls in the country are going to close. Yeah, no problem. We'll just have big homeless shelters for our adult children. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back. Final segment coming up. Final segment on this Tuesday. Tomorrow is my wife's birthday. <laughs> when laughing at me. I have, I'm, I'm not good with dates. And I have, on occasion, forgotten her birthday. Uh, so I'm wishing her happy birthday now. In case I forget tomorrow, and I asked Wendy, does that count? Wendy said no, but in my eyes it does. So happy birthday, honey! I love you. She's the she, I don't know how she puts up with me. I really don't. It's there's there's something wrong with her. I mean, it's obvious. She, she has a sickness, and thank God she does, because otherwise I'd be alone. I don't know how I put up with you. Oh come on! It's the other way around. You're mean to me like all the time. Seriously. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. In honor of my wife's birthday, I'm, I'm doing my best to give away five dollar Liberty Gold pieces. I mean, this is, you know, again, this close to spot on fractional coins doesn't happen. Uh, norm and our normal, you know, we talk about normal market. Right? This isn't a normal gold market. Uh, it's not a normal, excuse me, not a normal silver market either. I expect both of these to return to normal next year. Uh, but having said that, U.S. $5 liberties, 1 through 9, 355. 10 through 19, you're going to save $5 a coin. And I'm throwing in the shipping for your charge. If you want to buy 20 or more, saving you another 5 bucks, so 10 bucks a coin, plus the free shipping. Plus, we'll throw in a Silver Eagle on top of it at no charge. 800-951-0592. Again, if you've never done business with it, it is so easy. I mean, it's it's it, it's so not complicated. You just call us. Wendy's going to answer the phone. Wendy, I'd like the special. I mean, we, we tried to make it easy, not because, you know, we're so much concerned for you. We make it easy for us. We want it to be simple, too. I want the special. Wonderful. How many would you like? And you just tell her. I want one, or I want 10, I want 20. She's going to give you the price. Right? She's, and obviously, if you're a new customer, we'll take your name and address, because we need to know where to ship to. If you're local, we'll call you when, uh, when they're here, and you make an appointment, and you come pick it up. You know, once you have, once we have good funds, we ship it registered, insured U.S. mail. The, the safest way to do it. In the twenty-some odd years, they they've actually did. They lost one package, and guess what happened? Once we filed the necessary paperwork, we get our money back. So nobody's out. So that's why we ship it that way. Registered insured U.S. mail because listen, it's the post office. They barely can deliver regular mail, but somehow this way they really don't lose them. They just won't leave it at your door.
door. They won't leave it at the community mailbox. If you're not home when they try to deliver, they'll leave you a slip. You take that slip down to your post office along with, you know, your ID. You sign for it, and you pick it up there. It's just that simple. 800-951-0592. U.S. $5 Liberties. 1 through 9 at 355. 10 through 19 at 350 with free shipping. 20 or more, 345 free shipping, and a free Silver Eagle. Everyone take care. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. Tomorrow is going to be a hump day.